Hi and welcome to this... I can't even remember how it starts. Yeah. This week's Three Legs, Four Wheels F1 podcast. Don't me, I've never Dad. introed it. What? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Christ, how long has it been? Six six weeks. Anyway, we're back. It's Paul. Sean. Lee. Chris. <laughs> Dan. <laughs> not Dan. Dan's not here, man. <laughs> Uh, and there's some cats somewhere. Uh, yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? Isn't as, as... so brilliant? <laughs> some things never I'm, change. I'm, I'm just going to treat this like I'm one of those chords you pull a string out of and it says like a line that you used to say. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody miss Jensen Button? <laughs> but yeah, has it has it been a while? Because you couldn't tell from how slick that intro was. Oh, it's I've been I've been practicing it all the way through Christmas and New Year. <laughs> Um, happy Chinese New Year in that case, seeing as we work around for New Year, New Year. How the devil are we all, Chinese anyway? New Year. It'll be soon, won't it? I was going to say, it's next week or the week oh, after. Oh, no. Oh, fucking hell, that's just when all that happened last time. What, you, co- <laughs> what, you couldn't get a decent takeaway because they were all shut? No. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes, Lee. Lee, yes. <laughs> I've, I've Strong had start. quite enough takeaway from China for once. <laughs> Ah, so those New Year resolutions are working out really well for you then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't make New Year's resolutions. No, you're absolutely right. Because you make these resolutions, you just break them. You put too much pressure on yourself. I mean, mine, yep. for, mine for this year was I'm going to get out more. And our first lockdown of the year on the Isle of Man's just finished today. <laughs> I'd like his first lockdown of the year like we're expecting another four. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I decided I was going to use lockdown to be more active and then second day of lockdown rolled my ankle. So that was an equally good start. Oh, Sean. <laughs> Very silly. Yeah, m- m- made me traipse trip, out to the shops for, a, for an ankle support that didn't work. It did not support the ankle. But aside from that, it was fine. <laughs> it, it was a fashion statement. Anyway, F1. Oh, yeah, that's my usual catchphrase, isn't it? Um, so there's been, there's been a few things happened since we were last here. Um, right, I suppose the general stuff is Alonso is officially back now. Well, we knew so, that. Somebody <laughs> want to pull Lee's cord. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing it himself when I mentioned Alonso. That's Somebody's right. poisoned the water hole. I should probably pull <laughs> There's my... There's a snake in my boots. <laughs> I should probably pull my own cord because you don't know where it is. <laughs> Remember, hand washing is an essential part of COVID sanitisation. <laughs> and other things. Um, Renault have officially changed the name. Um, Team Ra- Alonso. Racing Point have officially changed their name as well. They've they've now f- f- fully launched as Aston Martin. And they're teasing green. And uh, going right to the back of the grid, Jensen Button's back at Williams. As an advisor. Yeah. I nearly did a fucking backflip when I saw that because <laughs> they didn't have as an advisor on the thing. Or did you think he was, like, replacing Latifi? I thought he was replacing George Russell, and George Russell was going to replace Lewis Hamilton, which I still think's going to happen. <laughs> I'd rather be not the button bit. Although you wouldn't object. I wouldn't object, no. I'm, I'm going to have to watch that fucking stupid Extreme E thing, aren't I? Well, why? Because Lewis has got a team, and Rosberg's got a team, and... And Jensen's got a team, and he's driving. And guess what colour the car is? <laughs> he did have a lot of that paint left over. <laughs> that was part of his severance package from Braun, that, he thinks. 
<laughs> yeah, I get to keep the car and the colour. You can keep the world title. <laughs> I mean, let's be I fair. Like, like, let's be fair. Like that colour and white have t- turned out to be fairly fucking lucky colours for Mister Button. <laughs> Why? What else has he won in that? I, I, I think you can consider it a lucky colour when the team <laughs> nearly collapses and you win a bunch of races in the World Championship. I think it, regardless of what happens after that, <laughs> it's, it's, it's deemable as lucky. I guess, kind of. So- it's like, it's like, it's like some, if someone turns around to you, like you say you've got like a, a, a hip flask and you get shot in the chest, but it gets a hip flask instead of your heart. That flask doesn't stop being lucky because it doesn't stop any more bullets. <laughs> yeah, but the whiskey that was inside it stops being lucky, and it probably also stops being drinkable. Which you're no. saying about the wrong thing, Paul. Yeah, I think <laughs> lack, lack of bullet to the heart probably outweighs spilt whiskey. I have no life unlike <laughs> bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, Williams. Um, I mean, there's been there's been a lot of former drivers come back as advisors, and sometimes it's worked, sometimes it hasn't. Um, anything that Gerhard Berger's been involved in usually turns to crap. Yeah. Um, also at Williams as well, Jost Capito come in, didn't he? Uh, the uh, he was part of McLaren uh, for a very short while. Yeah, I remember. Under... I remember that hour. <laughs> Yeah, under Ron Dennis, where before Ron Dennis was turfed out, and because I think he was Ron Dennis's last appointment, um, the he he basically didn't even like. I, I think he came into the factory, introduced himself to everyone, and then was told he was out of a job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, such was his short tenure at McLaren. I think I think um, the podcast that we did where we were taking the piss out of his name lasted longer than his career. <laughs> yeah, I think it did. Yeah, um, but. He's been he's been responsible for um, the turnaround uh, si- since he was appointed and then unappointed, or disappointed, should we say, at McLaren. Um, he's been responsible for the turnaround in fortunes of Volkswagen. Do you remember Dieselgate? And, you know, we thought that maybe Volkswagen might have been looking to join Formula One, and then Volkswagen became literally the shittest name in <laughs> in, in road car history. You couldn't you couldn't get any lower than the Volkswagen at one point and now look at them um you know one of the one of the leading sellers again in 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 European cars that's down to him and he's now joined Williams so um if he's able to turn Volkswagen from literally the worst car company in the world a liars evil corporation um to I don't actually think they're an evil corporation. I just think they lied a little bit uh, into, um, you know, fairly respectable again. It'd be interesting to see what he can do with a race team. Yeah, I mean, he has, he has got um, a bit of a racing background as well, because I'm sure he was he was somewhere else connected with racing before he went to McLaren, because I don't think Rod Dennis would have taken him on without more, yeah, no, more due I diligence. A, I think he was Volkswagen's rally programme. Yeah, Volkswagen's rally programme, I think he was before that, which... Um, he um, took Volkswagen from not being in World Rally Championship to World Rally Champions. <coughs> that, <coughs> that's respectable. Sorry, I'm having emissions problems. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, whilst we can... Uh, we, we all know that, that Jensen Button, he's a name, he's been around Formula One for a while. I think that the, the appointment of Joss Capito might be um, more 
impactful for Williams. Yeah, I think I think Button's really gone there as um, spokesmodel. Yeah, he'll keep the sponsors yeah. happy. Well, I've just finished reading one of his books, and he says uh, that one of the reasons McLaren kept him on as an ambassador was because he was so good with sponsors. So it wouldn't surprise me if that's the thinking behind bringing Jensen Button in, Jensen Button in as an advisor. Well, let's face it: if you're Williams and you've got you've got to, like try and get new sponsors and keep current sponsors happy, you have uh, George Russell, which you can load up a little bit, you know, because we all think he's uh, he's destined for big things. Uh, but still, but even then, uh, it George isn't going to be at Williams probably after this season. Um, nobody cares about Nicholas Latifi because he's rubs. The you know, pro- so yeah, when, the- you've got a world champion. You've got a world champion there, there, which also comes across really well that you can just plug into dinners. I mean, I'm, guess, I'm guessing the thing with Jensen Button and sponsors, it's gonna, it's gonna be to try and attract and keep sponsors that aren't related to, um, to Latifi. Yeah, that's the thing. Latifi can deal with the Latifi ones, but they're gonna want which, is, newer, which is the majority yeah, of the car at the moment, at, as things stand. Because just about every name on there has got a Latifi connection, apart from Acronis. Are Acronis still on the car? I don't know. We, well, we'll see when we see the new car, presumably. That, that is true. Well, the renderings of the new car, because they never do a live reveal anymore. <laughs> Um, I'll be fucking. I'll be upset if they don't do live reveals this this year, because they, I mean, like the cars were built last year. Yeah, but what's the point of doing a live reveal? Because oh, well, no one's going to be allowed to be there to look at it. I suppose so. That's yeah, McLaren point. are doing theirs online, um, or at least pictures. I don't know about... uh, Sauber, Sauber, Alpha are doing theirs in Poland. Interesting. At the um, probably at some Orland related. Oh, I see. They're going where they've been paid to go. Yes, yes, that makes sense. Because how much money does Kubica bring in with uh, with Orland into them? Um, I think McLaren are doing it online. Mercedes. I think nobody else has announced anything. Alpine have done the have shown the interim winter livery, and then they're going to reveal the test livery, and then the real livery. How many liveries do they want? Is it one for every Alonso cap? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. The test livery, let's be honest, sorry, the, the, the interim livery um, is, is crap, let's be honest. It, it looks like um, a 90s, we haven't quite got the licenses for uh, for the real team's F1 game, and <laughs> that's what you enter as Team France. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, eventually, I'm pretty sure it's going to look like the trophies from the French Grand Prix. Uh, like a gorilla. <laughs> yeah, painted red, white, and blue. Um, but the we um, we saw one of those statues in Barcelona, of all places. Did last, we last year when we were on the bus trip? One of those big gorilla statues. I saw it when we were on the on the open top bus. I do not recall this. We turned a corner before I managed to get my phone out to get a picture of it. Well, there we go. Strange. (laughs) Yeah, I expect... um... I expect uh, uh, Alpine, as they are now, to do something along those lines, but go full-on trickle or... um, And if the sponsorship doesn't fit with the car, it's not going on. Um, But the... um... Cyril has left Alpine, hasn't he? He's, well, he's left Renault. He's not going to be the head of Alpine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it was announced a while back that he was going to um, he was stepping away from being the team principal, and then all of a sudden he's gone with immediate effect. But not just from yeah, the team, and, um, from the ent- it- from the entire company. 
Yeah. Is it Davide Brivio, the Suzuki um, boss is. from MotoGP who's come in? This is interesting because he's taken Suzuki from being kind of middlingy, averagey to world champions. Mm, so you've got if, Capito yeah. at um, Williams, who's who's used to doing this kind of stuff. You've got Brivio. All right, okay, it's a totally different um, discipline, but he knows how to how to turn fortunes around. You know, uh, are, are we seeing are Andy, we seeing like a new Andy's, era? And he's mates with Valentino Rossi, so we know which team he's going to get his next F one ride out in. <laughs> Possibly, yeah, because I think he was yeah. he was uh, at Ross- Yamaha, I think, back in the day before he went to Suzuki. I think, yeah, right, yeah. I was gonna say Rossi did a did a swap, didn't he, a couple of years ago with Hamilton bike and, and car, mm-hmm. Mercedes and, and, and Yamaha and monster. before that I was monster that was all down to monster. Yeah. <laughs> and before that, courtesy of Marlborough, uh, he did a swap with Schumacher in about two thousand and three. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Jorge Lorenzo and Hamilton have done a swap before as well. I think it's uh... yeah, yeah. I think they have, yeah, yeah. But I don't, I, you know, I don't think it's, I don't, I don't think there's a, a danger of any. <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't, I, I can't think of a MotoGP rider, you know, who might make the jump to four wheels from two. Um, Mark Marquez you know. did some stuff in the Toro Rosso simulator a couple of years mm. ago, which by all accounts was completely off the charts. But he obviously at that point wasn't... What, like injured. quick off the charts? Yeah, or just, by, or just... yeah, apparently it was very, very impressive. Mm. Which, you know, he's, he's rehabbing yeah. an arm. Maybe he doesn't mm. fancy the bikes anymore. I think the problem you've got for someone like Marquez is uh, he's he's a top-level MotoGP rider. Mm-hmm. Would would you want to leave being a top level MotoGP rider to be to join the mid grid of Formula One? Probably not. In fairness, mm. yeah, I can't, I can't can't see that working well. Or, or you, or if it was through Red Bull, you'd want like you join, uh, you join Toro Rosso, but with already a pre contract signed for the following year for Red Bull. So it, li- it literally just is a way of breaking you into the sport before you get a go in a top car. Yeah, that would that would probably that would probably do it. But seeing as um seeing as Honda isn't going to be a thing. And that's half the um half the joint backing wiped out at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. Um obviously some Red Bull sponsor everyone and everything. It's just that Oh yeah, we have we had the we had some of the X Games on this weekend. That was Battle of the Energy Drink logos. <laughs> Although, and I, and I swear, and I swear, I'm on one now. Snowboard commentators are just making things up as they go. Of course, yeah, <laughs> because snowboarders make it up as they go. Yeah. Oh, they they were very flippant coming off that jump. I don't think they said flippant at any point. They did. Did they? Yeah. She yeah. She took that jump very flippantly. Right. It's like, what? How? Are you sure he didn't say flippily? <laughs> I mean, he could, he could have been making words up as he was going along, but it was, um, you know, it didn't, didn't sound cromulent to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, where, where were we? Where were we? Um... We're talking about bikes. Well, we're talking about Alpine and, and Davide Brivio. Have they had any more sort of comings and goings at Alpine? Uh, they've probably got at least 12 new hats. 
At least. <laughs> well, yeah. How many rounds of the championship are there? 23? No, no, no. Talking about 12 new hats this week. Oh, this week. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, 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 official, uh, the official testing hat will probably come out as well. I haven't looked at the Kamoa website for a little while. I'm sure there will be a, a whole Alpine range. Oh, there's 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 absolutely bound to be. Um, so yeah, we're, we're waiting to see what the car looks like as long as it's not as dull as the in, interim winter livery. And while I'm on the subject, what the hell is an interim winter livery for? Nothing, Hats. because they're not even going to. They're never going to use it. It's just for attention, isn't it? They're taking marketing tips from maybe the guy from Kamoa. The marketing guy from Kamoa is now the marketing guy for Alpine. I, I, do you not think it might be because they needed something that wasn't a Renault? Because you know, it's, if they're going to start marketing it now and the wind up to the, like, the beginning of the season, they need something. What for? No, because because there'll still be sponsor meetings and stuff like that. You know, it's so if you have like a, a big sponsors do, at least you can have a Renault painted black with a, with a, a French flag on it. Mm. Maybe, but does that need to be made public? Uh, I, I think yeah, kind of. It was just to build hype for the team, wasn't it? I mean, like the little the CG trailers were cool and stuff like that. It's nice to see what Alonso's going to be world champion in next year. Oh, what when he wins Formula <laughs> One? Formula One point five. <laughs> I, I think there's a big chance for somebody next year. Don't know who the but... Nico the Nico Hulkenberg honorary not quite good enough to win the title title. Uh, no, I, th- I think uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm a safe I was going to win a world championship. Non Mercedes driver, did you say? Mm. Mm. No, I'll, I'll, I'll show my working out later when we talk when we talk about that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, same here. Uh, for any, for anybody listening to this now, just think about the um, Charlie with the wall planner gif. It's probably easiest <laughs> that way. <laughs> Uh, right, another team that's changed its name is um, Racing Point to Aston Martin. Now, Lee was still calling them Force India last year. Yeah, so I think fucked. this is a couple of name changes in two slightly quick succession here. This is going to no, be a challenge. I think, this is, I think this is fine because they're changing their livery and also the drivers don't look the same either. Well, Seb doesn't look the same as he looked this time last year, let alone um, yeah. as last year's driver. And Stroll doesn't look no, the same exactly. as any other human in the world. <laughs> I don't know. Michael. Sebastian Vettel has a... <laughs> He's donated Sebastian his... Vettel has a Stroll... bold prediction. Yeah, Stroll's eyebrows have more hair than Sebastian Vettel's entire head. Has Lawrence Stroll made Vettel donate the front of his hair to be spare eyebrows for Lance? I'm not. I'm not willing to mock Seb because at least he's going bald like a man and not getting it sewn into Absolutely. his scalp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Kudos to Seb. Like when you when you think about it, he was he was thinning a bit, wasn't he, at the front? I think he's, so, he's clearly just lobbed it all off and gone. Oh shit! That's worse than I thought it was. <laughs> oh well. Too late. Sebastian Vettel is in for a fucking fine year this year. You reckon bald Seb could think, be the superpower Seb? a really strong season. Well, the interesting thing to think with the the Austin Martin is that they've just took the back end of the Mercedes, haven't they? Um, so of Williams? Yeah. Now, 
Seb's big problem with Ferrari has been the back end and wanting a planted back end like he used to get with Red Bull. That's one of the strengths of last year's Mercedes. It's a planted rear end. Um, I yeah, I I think he's going to have a really, a really strong year. And it's it, and to be perfectly honest, out of look at where we think that that car should have been. I think both drivers in uh, the um, Force India, whatever. I think yeah, Spiker. I think yeah, I think both drivers in that Midland. Um, they could they could have done more with that car. Like that was a bit even Perez. I think that was a better car than the results it ended up getting. You know, although you know Perez won a race and all that sort of stuff, but through the course of the year, I, I know he was out. He was out with Krona as well, but that was a stronger car, made to look worse than it was. Probably more down to some average results from Stroll, especially towards the end of the year. Perez outscored uh, Stroll, and missed, even though he missed two races. Yeah, ab- yeah, absolutely. But I think if you... Oh, you know like how Frentzen was in the was in the hunt for the championship in the Jordan that year where they had an exceptionally good Jordan? I think Seb yeah, has the opportunity. I think, I think Seb has the opportunity. And if he can be... Red Bull Seb, he has the the talent as well to to have himself as being that that guy. That, no, it was that, it was not it was ninety nine uh, ninety seven. Frenson was in the other Williams on only winning one race. Mm-hmm. Oh right, yeah, of course it was. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I I did think of that you know because um, I was thinking about this the other day because there was a different podcast I was listening to a different Formula One podcast and they put the question out of. Uh, what Formula One cars could have won a world champion championship with a different driver in it? And I thought about it, and Frenson was shit. So <laughs> I think that with a different driver in that car, that could have won a world championship, that Jordan. How, how different the world would have been then? Well, well not the world, but yeah. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, you've been slagging off Eddie. Out for another year. Sorry, Damon Hill. Maybe if he got it together that year. Yeah, but he he didn't really get it together in '99, did he? Hill was he still in? Was he still in '99? Was he '98, '99 in Jordan? Yeah, he was. Wasn't I think he? so. '99, I think was his '97. Uh, uh, he was in '99. Yeah, night was 2000. His last year. No, I think it was '99. Was it? Yeah, uh, I think he only did two years yeah. in Jordan and then retired. We tried to, he tried to retire Quite halfway possibly. through a season because he said he got bored at the British Grand Prix. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. But the, um, yeah, it's an interesting question. The, the whole sort of what, who would win a, a world championship in that in that car? Um, you have to probably think back different things. But but going back to the um, the Sebastian Vettel uh, Aston Martin thing. Uh, the only thing that I can think will is going into this year that's not going to play into his hands is the change in the aero rules. Now I know they're not huge changes, but it's it, it's exactly where they are that, mm. that, that could impact him. Um, the uh, diffusers at the back being cut by fifty percent, uh, the brake duct uh, winglets uh, on the rear being cut in in length but not in width, and the um, the uh, the floor as well being cut means that rear downforce is not um, 
you're losing about 10% downforce on the rear of the car. Now, see, I've seen a YouTube video with James Allison explaining uh, how um, how that affects the, the the current car, the 2020, uh, 2020 car, that the 2021 cars, whilst the chassis are being carried over, it's a bit of a folly to say that, the, oh, you know, we're just going to use the same cars again. Most of the cars are going to be about 80% different um, but they are building it around the same chassis, which um, apparently feels very alien to all the teams to do. The only team that's not doing that and is building a completely new car for 2021 is McLaren. Well, they haven't, they haven't got much choice because they've got to have a different shaped hull in the back. Yep, and they've had uh, interviews with James Key, Lando Norris and Daniel Ricciardo and... Uh, I think McLaren are kind of quietly confident of improving their um, performance from, you know, they finished third in the championship last year. Yes, of course, that was because, you know, Ferrari weren't anywhere to be seen. But I I think they're quietly confident of improving their um, results over the course of the next 12 months, given what they've got. I mean, the main... going to be... Sorry, go on, Paul. I was going to say, the main objective for McLaren this year is they've got to put Aston Martin away. I think McLaren are going to win races. I think Daniel Ricciardo is going to win races for McLaren. We shouldn't forget that at the end of the season, Renault was a quicker car than the McLaren. That's true. Ricciardo did come on very strong. Yeah, but the sort of, of the by, by the last four or five races, definitely. Yeah. and Well, I mean, even through the... They were so close most of the year, but there was something towards the arse end of the season that Re- where Renault got something right or yeah I, 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 if I remember right there was something down to set up wasn't it um, yeah I think it seems to be interesting which which one of those teams comes out on top and it's you know, you know you've got two drivers in McLaren and um, Renault that of Alpine that uh Get oh, get, get used to them being called Renault Alpine. This is going to drag on all season. <laughs> yeah, but the, you've got two drivers there, both in like Alonso and um, Ricardo, which are excellent benchmarks for where a car is. Yeah, you could say that they maybe pull the car, especially in Alonso's case, pull yeah. the car further up the grid than it than it should be. In I some fear cases. for Lando next year. I do slightly. Um, I, I kind of hope the car is good enough that he can put in some really decent performances. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I do think it's going to be difficult for him to put Daniel away. And he's finished behind Carlos Sainz in both the seasons that he raced with him. Not mm-hmm. Nothing to be ashamed of with that at all. Carlos Sainz is a good racing driver. But if this is going to be his third season with the team, with a brand new teammate, and he gets put away by the new the, the new in inverted commas new guy, yeah, you know, thirty-one-year-old Daniel Ricciardo. Then he, um, I mean, don't forget Lando. Questions... Had, Lando had some terrible luck during the last two years. Yeah, it doesn't matter though, does it? You know, because he had he had bad luck the season before too. Um, we've seen a fucking perfect example. I don't get me wrong; I don't think he would have been a world champion. But you want to talk bad luck? Talk Julian Palmer. Do you know what I mean? He had bad luck to the point where he lost his, he, he lost Formula One slipped away from him. Because if there was something in that car that could set on fire, it usually did. Yeah, and then when he had a good race, somebody crashed into him. 
You know, it's the it, 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 he had the worst look uh, since Johnny Herbert. Johnny Herbert, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Johnny, the we last... know you, we know you're leading this race, but we've left a spanner in the uh, in the footwell. You're going to have to pit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I think he had terrible. But I do, and I don't hear I want to be wrong here because as far as um, like uh, as far as British drivers go, like Lando's my favourite British driver on the grid. Um, so I really do want to be ro- wrong about this, but I think Daniel Ricciardo. Um, was going to maul him. Oh, I thought I thought you disappeared. Yeah, then I you glitched that, out. I mean, it, it, yeah, they're, they're good mates, but sorry, no. Yeah, sorry, Lee, you, gl- you glitched uh, out uh, then. Uh, now we're doing the... didn't glitch out for, for me. <laughs> now we're doing the talking think... over each other again because we're right. Everyone stop talking, Chris, go. Yeah. Uh, they're good mates, and it's going to be difficult to, for that bromance to last if they, if they start getting super competitive with each other. And they're going to have to, especially Lando, if he's going to... Mm. Um, nothing wrong with Lando Norris. I think he's a perfectly fine, decent Formula One driver. He's a race winner in the right car. Um, but I think Ricardo's better than him at this current moment in time. Yeah, I think I agree because I think uh, he's better than Carlos Sainz. I think that's the problem. I think Daniel Ricardo is better than Carlos Sainz. So in order for Lando to um, to compete with uh, to, to compete with Daniel Ricardo, he's going to have to all of a sudden not just be as good as science was. He needs to be better immediately next year. Yeah. Another driver that's going to have um, a lot to prove this year is going to be Perez. Uh, yes. I mean, yeah, okay. It's he's... do or die, isn't it, for Jacob yeah, Perez? Yeah. He's shown that he deserves a drive with a top team. Just be- just because of where he was actually managing to put the false point India racing. Uh, <laughs> Midland, Jordan, whatever. Mm-hmm. The pink car. Um, you know, he's he's got his first win, so he's got the, he's got that monkey off his back. But now he's going up against Max Verstappen as a teammate. Yeah, I mean it's a, we don't know how good Perez is, do we? Let's be honest. He's rebuilt himself from that year at McLaren because well, I think thing. that just came too soon. Yeah, I've, I've been saying well. that all along. Mm-hmm. I was just about to say that year at McLaren um, seems to have been totally forgotten about by almost everyone because even even Perez himself was just like, I've been waiting my whole career to get into a top team. Um, you replaced Lewis Hamilton <laughs> at McLaren. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like unnecessary McLaren shade that, didn't it? Um, I don't think he, I don't think he, I don't think he left on the best of terms. Was it was it shade or was he just trying to make people forget that that happened and that he massively Speak underperformed? I yeah. think everyone has forgotten. <laughs> yeah, because like, yeah, nobody yeah. in the media has mentioned that. Oh, Perez has finally got a shot in a big team. Nobody's gone. Remember that twenty thirteen year? No one said that. Well, tell you what, the, the easy way to look at this is, I mean, don't get me wrong, Perez is a fine Formula One driver and deserves his place in Formula One. He's not just there because of the massive amount of sponsorship he's got behind him. But after that year, if it wasn't for his sponsorship, he wouldn't be in Formula One anymore. You know, he's been in the mid-grid for so long now, 
if it wasn't for all that cash he brings with him, I think he would have fell out at Formula One at some point. You know, there would have been a team like Force India, which had another driver which had more money to bring to the to the team, and they'd have got the seat. And then the next thing is he's Hulkenberg out of Formula One. Yeah. Um, but he he's got his chance to prove himself now. You know, in what should be the second best car on the grid, um, if not a Mercedes Challenger this year. I mean, it, that car needs to be. Maybe. And may, maybe, it, maybe it can be with two drivers that are confident in it. I also, I think, I think Red Bull underestimated where um, Mercedes were going to be. Because don't forget, going into Australia before ever, the, everything went crazy, um, Red Bull thought they were going into last season to challenge Mercedes. They thought they had the car to do it. And I think they... They didn't realise the gains that Mercedes were going to make because of the cheating Ferrari were doing. You know, that's what pushed Mercedes to be where, where they are now, is because they pushed to essentially outperform an illegal car. Oh, yeah, I mean, we, we, we've said this before. Yeah. Mercedes pace last, last year was purely down to um, purely down to Ferrari because they thought they had so much to catch up on Then it turned out... They were already faster than them. Now they're twice as fast as everybody else. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, with well, that Ferrari knowledge... are rebuilding their entire their entire engine, aren't they? Going into yeah. So, so they they might be in the mix. We don't know. Yeah. I mean, I suppose it's good for Ferrari because we've never seen them completely rebuild the team before, have we? So I'm sure this time this year, <laughs> I'm sure it'll work. Yeah, they've particularly... built the team before, but it's more to do with the car. You know, they they've they've, they've totally chucked out. Um, that useless power unit that obviously wasn't a cheating power unit. Yes, and I'm sure and the one they've, uh, they've redesigned rushed it together. already. They, re- they redesigned it quite early in 2020, but said, "Look, we we're not going to put it in this year. Uh, we know this year is going to be pants. We'll put it in for next year." And um, you know, I don't know if that was the the main part of their problem, or if they had like aero issues as well. But um, they did a really weird test. Ferrari this week. Did anyone see it? The five yes. day test or whatever the feck it was where they had all the all the kids five and days, signs. Five days, seven drivers. Yep. <laughs> Only one survived. <laughs> <laughs> Is this their name for Helmut Marco's COVID camp? Could Maybe. be. I don't think Gasly was there. <laughs> oh get, get, get well get well soon, Pierre. He's tested positive. Yes. Maybe maybe yes, he has, um, yeah. Maybe they're just going to go all in with the cheating this year, and they're going to go into like scrutineering, and the uh, the guys going to turn and say, "So uh, is that is that your engine this year?" So yeah, yeah, it's an engine, engine, yeah, because it looks like a dark matter reactor. <laughs> <laughs> Do you honestly think Ferrari could build a successful dark matter reactor? No, the world would. <laughs> no, because the, the, exactly, the world would end. Yes, the black hole would happen. Like you know, we 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 get off the grid in Bahrain. God, who's been black hole? <laughs> As we listen to live sounds of Chris falling into a dark matter reactor. <laughs> Can you hear me, Major Tom? <laughs> Maybe this is what all their young drivers are made of. 
their dark matter reactor is just like popping out a Ferrari child every every hour or so. That's why they end up with seven at one test. And one who was notably not there was uh, the now ex-Ferrari junior driver program member, Giuliano Alesi. Did anyone notice that he wasn't there or was he just not there? I yeah. don't know if it was noticeable. Yes, his new team and the support... He was supposed to be there. He was there. He's been binned. No, Giuliano Lacey was there for the test. Oh, was right. He? In that case, the bind him. No, no, no. He, no, he, he was. He, well, I mean, he, he's out of the team, but it was. It, they, they didn't bin him after the test. He was already going. Ah, oh, right. So, yeah, come and yeah, test the so car it, that you're never going to get to drive. Yeah, I think it was just a case of like you know the. Uh, they obviously still think very highly of them, but they've just got lots of drivers. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was, I don't think there was anything bad or anything about it. It's just he's he's not part of that program anymore because he's terrible. He, he turned up to the test. Uh, yeah, it's not great. Yeah, he, he's definitely I don't not. Think he's going to be snapped yeah. up. Oh, he's um, he's already got he's already got a drive for this year. It's in the um, what is it? The um, Super Formula Junior. Oh, wow. That so, does not sound like a quality series. So it's 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 mm. Japanese F three basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And bearing bearing in mind, Super Formula is really F two, yeah. or or at least GP two. It's where yeah, it's, it's where F two champions go if there isn't a seat for them in F one yet. Yeah. I think Flood must be on the backside of the moon. <laughs> 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 we should get a signal back with him soon. <laughs> like it's oh yeah, he has completely disconnected. I'm, I'm just wait, just waiting for the message to come through saying, "Help, I've been eaten." Nope. By the dark matter Ferrari machine. I, I hope he just comes bursting in now. And go, now they're going. This is major flood. <laughs> it's either going to be that or what year is it? <laughs> 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 oh god, I've completely completely lost where we are. It's just as well we didn't have any uh, didn't have any notes or a running order. Um right, okay. So we've done uh we've done Red Bull. Um the thing, I don't think we're going in a particular order really, are we? Well, not we're really. Sort of we're uh, we've so, we've sort of sort of done a little bit of Ferrari. Can't carry on carry on with those. So they had the they've had the weird test. Yes. The rebuilding the team from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They brought in a new, let's face it, number two driver. I think he's going to beat Charles Leclerc. They, that's the thing. They think they've brought in a number two driver. Yeah. I don't think Charles, Le- um, not Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz thinks they've brought in a number two driver. Oh, I also, I don't, Chris, I, Chris I, I don't is showing up. Is he Ferrari back anymore? Yeah, I'm here. Ah, hey. <laughs> back from the dark hole. <laughs> yeah, as soon as he started talking about dark matter reactors, you kind of disappeared into one. <laughs> Yeah, ironic. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're slagging off Ferrari. I'm talking about Ferrari now. Yeah, I, I don't think Ferrari are the same team as far as the number one and number two driver. They, they it didn't. It's not worked for them. The they cha- they've changed their tack since with Vettel and Leclerc. I even um, even when Vettel was at the lowest points of last year. They didn't really number two Vettel. You know, it, he was still racing with Leclerc when he had the chance to and stuff like that. Um, but I, I personally, I think Carlos Sainz is better than Leclerc. I think Leclerc's a little bit overrated. But it's still very good, but... Yeah, I, ne- you've never said that before. <laughs> yeah, you, you've, ju- you've, ju- you've just pulled your cord again, haven't you? 
I am not. I'm just not. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I don't get. I don't get the Leclerc hype train. Like like I've I've said all along. All we've been comparing comparing him against is a broken Sebastian Vettel. We're going to compare him next year against a hungry Carlos Sainz. I think that's going to be a very different situation for him. We yeah, did get I to compare th- him I, against I, Marcus Ericsson. <laughs> yeah, does that does that count for much though? What, Marcus Ericsson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a. Uh... Carlos Sainz is, is is not thinking he's going to be the number two driver, is he? Let's be honest. I mean, he's he's, he's more or less said, "I'm not, go- you know, I'm not going there to be uh, to be the number two. But is he going to get much say in the matter? And yeah, I, I think he will because don't forget as well, uh, for Italians, um, it's, uh, it's uh, Italian, Italians and Spanish sort of a you know they're close. I'm sure Carlos is. Um, I'm sure Carlos can already speak Italian, for instance. You know, um, from Toro Rosso days, probably. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I, I think there's more chance. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure the Tafosi love Charles Leclerc because he's been their sort of hope. But when you look at how the Ferrari fans took to Alonso, for instance, I think there's more for them to get behind with with Carlos Sainz than there is with Charles Leclerc if if he can hit the ground running. And that's who really that that's who dictate Ferrari if we're honest. No, it's it's not it's not just about what goes on within the team. It's about what goes on in the Italian newspapers. Yeah, true, because that Adela Sport decided who's gonna be who's gonna be doing what for the team. Right, here's one. Binotto still in charge at the end of the season or not? Or still in charge this time next year. I'm just surprised he's still in charge now, if I'm honest. So what, what, who do, what do they do? Who do they get? That's, I think that's the yeah, reason that's he's still in charge, because there is no obvious replacement. They should have never sacked Stefano Domenicali. He's been the best for now our look, boss. Yeah. He's in charge of the sport. I know, yeah. Um, mind you, that might help them. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe their engine wouldn't got pulled. Well, Ross but, uh, Braun, Jean Tot and Stefano Domenicali are in charge of Formula <laughs> One. If they can't win now, <laughs> I mean, let's let's have a look who's uh, who's likely to be next up. Um, probably Enrico Caudile, the technical director. Everybody's just gone. Who? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're going to hear the excitement for that appointment. He's the one that used to be head of aerodynamics and the made technical director when the move Binotto up. Uh-huh. Oh him! Yeah, <laughs> he's done a great job of aero on yeah, that car. Because basically, he got where he did because Arriva Bene got fired. Right. So, is the whole issue with Ferrari at the moment that it's managed by a load of people who've basically been overpromoted above their talent? Dead men's boots, but because it's Italian, they are very well made and of stylish. Course, yes, yes. Unfortunately, because it's Ferrari, they're also bright red. I think we just killed the pair of them. No, 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 I'm listening to you. Either that that or Lee's rushed out to buy some red Ferrari boots. Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit bit of a shame, actually, because I I had an uncomfortable relationship with Ferrari because I quite like Vettel. And now I quite like 
Carlos Sainz, so I want him to do well. I just wish there was another driver that could have gone to Ferrari that I think's a prick, and then normal service can resume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe a, maybe a swap with Hat- pictures of uh, Carlos Sainz in his new in his new team gear, that Ferrari polo shirt that he's been wearing. Um, some he's got his think- hair off though, hasn't he? He always yeah, gets he new bit, hair yeah. for a new team. Yeah, he's got like, the. Um, the- but the, uh, I feel the, this is more important uh, than it's just crossing over. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. A lot of people will just uh, will say the, we're saying that because it's uh, it's red and black. Does that mean that this year's Ferrari is going to be red and black? Now, there's. I think we remember when Statman was on last time, all time before. There has never been a successful red and black Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Just trying to think now. I mean, are no, we well, particularly that, anticipating? That yeah, are we particularly <laughs> anticipating yeah. a successful Ferrari anyway? They might as well stick it in the doomed delivery and get that out the way for a while. No, mm. oh, just just yeah. go just I mean, go back to good the... red and black. But yeah, yeah, just looks go just go back shit. to the um, pre Schumacher one. It was Berger and Alessi Crimson one that struggled to finish. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. the uh, the 1995 one I think was the last. The last red and black one, and I think that was when Alacy won a race that season in Canada. His only race, his perhaps. only win. Yeah, after yeah, being his only race, his after only being race touted win. as future world champion. Um, well, yeah, he's another one who started off super strongly, didn't he, in his career, and then just sort of faded away as his career went on. Yeah, he just he just turned into a complete. Why is he still there? Who's hired him? And wasn't it in his last year? Ended up in three mm. teams in one season or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Talking of uh, talking of future world champions, well, let's let's do Haas next because apparently Mick Schumacher is the second coming. I've I read something today that Jock Clear has been tasked with giving um, uh, Mick Schumacher pointers. Now, I don't think Jock Clear was like a, a driving coach. He was more technical, wasn't he? When he, he was at Mercedes Ferrari. Well, he came from he he came from Williams and then BAR, and then stayed into um, stayed into the Braun and Mercedes years. Because I mean, he started mm. out as um, Jacques Villeneuve's race engineer. Yeah, he he is a pit wall yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but he was at Ferrari as well, wasn't he? Jock Clear for a while. I'm sure he was. Yes. Yeah. After after yeah, he, he after he left Mercedes, he went to Ferrari. Yeah. Sorry, go on, Sean. I was, I was just going to say, I thought he was there a bit before Mercedes, but I may be slightly out of order in my head. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, but not sure. You, you often hear the pit world guys, especially, especially like chief engineers, like coaching the drivers around the circuit, you know, what, what they should be doing, where they should be doing it. Uh, in, very similar to what um, Bonner was doing with George Russell. Where, when he was in when he was in Mercedes, so it's it seems like an um seems pretty reasonable to me. Mm. Uh now I see oh, uh his last job was um Leclerc's driver coach. Oh interesting. He is obviously just the Ferrari noob coming into F one minder. Yeah, it, possibly. It would appear so. Oh right, okay, so um, started started off at Benetton. Um, went uh, with Johnny Herbert. Went to Williams with Coulthard. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> uh, then he was with uh, then he was Villeneuve's engineer ninety six to two thousand and three. So that's Williams, and then on to BAR. 
Uh, then, yeah. then Takuma Sato, when um, he was driving the what was becoming the Honda. Then Barrichello, 2006 to 09. Then back to Mercedes for Rosberg. And then Schumacher and then Hamilton pre-Bonner. I feel like he's worked with a lot of runners-up. And some champions. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I can, I can see four champions yeah, in there. Yeah, and there's a few of them in there, but yeah. And some not... Four champions? Yeah. Hamilton, Schumacher, Rosberg, Villeneuve. Oh, Rosberg, yeah, I always forget about him. <laughs> <laughs> Is this where I do a jump cut and play the Rosbergian national anthem? <laughs> I can, I can, I can mix fumbling around over the top of it as well if you really want to hurt people. <laughs> Only if Mick Schumacher claims to be Canadian. <laughs> so yeah, well, he's... Right, well, well, just quickly though, let's just say Schumacher comes in and he's really good. Right, so he's, I mean, he's won the F two championship on merit. Good mm-hmm. lad. Mick, he did exactly mm. what he needed to do. Um, on Ferrari, like, doesn't Ferrari have a driver issue at that point? Well, the pro- the problem is, I don't think he's he's going to do. I mean, what would you call Mick Schumacher doing really well? Um, getting five points finishes this season in Haas, which was an absolute dog of a car for the last two years, and doesn't show any signs of improving this year. If you George Russell's um, Mazepin. If you can George Russell Mazepin, yeah. Yeah. then mm. it's it's on because Mazepin. I mean, it, that would be even a better um, uh, a, a better benchmark because I know it's not very popular to say it, but like Mazepin's not a particularly bad driver. Um, so if I'm, you can do Mazepin, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to the start of the season with Mazepin because he is that much of a, um, a liability on track. I love him. I'm buying a T-shirt. Off track. <laughs> he's Maldonado, isn't he? So he's yeah. fast, but he's so he's, hot-headed. Yeah, he's either, he's either fast or in a wall. And I think we're going to get to run a game this year about when he's going to bin it. I think. Yeah. I think Mazepin is the is the successor to the uh, past the disaster predictor. But even off track, what he's going to say to people off track, what he's going to say in interviews, he's going <laughs> to upset so many people, and I'm going to love every fucking second of by it. being an be- absolute cock. He might be my favourite driver by the end of the first race. <laughs> of, of all time. Yeah, and when it goes wrong with Mazepin, when he does inevitably cause some kind of shitstorm, Gunter Steiner is going to have to deal with it. That yeah, is an episode you know, of you know, Netflix. going to happen, though? Gunter's not ready for Mazepin. Gunter's going to try and swear at Mazepin, and Mazepin's going to floor him. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. This is the and Netflix what, episode we are waiting season for. Season four oh, is yes. just follow the Haas team. Oh, yes, please. Just be driving to actually survive, <laughs> because it will just be a car chase of Gunter Steiner trying to drive for his life away from Nikita Mazepin. People. The, the, uh, what's going to happen is then Gunter's going to get up, he's going to go to walk towards Mazep and Mazepin's going to say, take one more step and I will buy the piece of land underneath your next foot. <laughs> <laughs> he could afford to, that's the thing. So then, Lee, here's, here's one if it happens. Australia in the paddock. Mazepin chins Jensen Button. Oh. Why Australia? <laughs> first race, oh no, sorry, not first race, Bahrain, Bahrain. Oh. No, it's been moved to November, hasn't it? 
This yes. is the interesting Not thing. Not Jensen. Jensen's special. Or Alonso. He, he, he stay away from them pair. Like. Right. Takes, takes Alonso out. Turn one. First race. Oh, that's that's all fair fucks, isn't it? That's all. That, I mean, that deliberately that's just... deliberately and says he deserves it. Exactly, and that's just going to lead to more piss boiling. I'm not going to be happy about it because I want Alonso to do well. But I... <laughs> oh, I love I love every fucking grain of it. <laughs> Grainy piss. I mean, I'm, going start, I'm going to start the hashtag. We say more of Mazepin. No, 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 <laughs> absolutely not. Nah. <laughs> And that's not not associated with, with, with that at all. His behaviour off track is uh, cuntish, and I'm sorry for sea bombing. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Mazepin's a full on um, massive dickhead. Let's be honest. But um, Haas have made the decision to stick with him, and they've had. But when was the last time somebody had to publicly come out and say, "No, we're sticking by this driver because of their off track behaviour"? I don't think it's ever happened before, has it? Presumably uh, like not, not before really. they've done a race. Yes, yes. Eddie Jordan publicly supported. Eddie Jordan publicly supported. Was it Carl Vendlinger who got put in prison for macing a taxi driver? Oh, now this sounds classy. No, to be was fair, Bertrand Gascher. Oh, was it Bertrand Gascher? Bertrand Gascher, who Michael Schumacher. No. Michael Schumacher replaced Bertrand Gascher. And then that was how Schumacher got his debut. But um, what's his name? What What's his name? Was just as bad. Um, Fucking Sutil. Oh, oh he yeah, could be a bit of a prick. Yeah. Sutil glassed someone, didn't he? He should have lost his drive for glassing somebody. Didn't he? Didn't he kick off about like Lewis Hamilton was there, and then Hamilton wouldn't defend him, and then he had a kick off at Hamilton for something, something else. Like that, yeah. Oh, did, did he try to sue Hamilton really because possibly. he would stand up for him in court or yeah, something? Like, well, you glass yeah. someone. Maybe you don't want your friend defending you for that. Mm, maybe don't hit people with glasses. It's a good start, yeah. isn't it? Really, it's a solid policy. Yeah. Talking about talking of off-track pricks, I'm amazed they've got a drive. Fucking Deleda. I mean, the yes, what the, the, the fuck guy, is this? The guy films himself doing what was it, 150 mile an hour down um, down a motorway in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, if Alex Peroni, who was one of his teammates in F3, does not end up with a better F2 drive than that prick, something has gone wrong. Yeah, he gets he gets holed up in front of the FIA. They tell him that he's got to do community service for the um, FIA action on road safety, and they give him an F two drive. No, let's, well, let's I, I suppose, not forget. I it's keeping him off the road. Let's not forget that time that Lewis Hamilton wrapped up a Bugatti Veyron in uh, in Monaco because he was tired driving home from a party. That was just expensive. That wasn't fast. He was trying to park it. I think that did was at least... The, no, did you not see the state of it? I didn't I do a good job of parking head, it. But... No, no, it was the front was wrapped no. up. He was not trying to park it. Wasn't and, it going into um, the tunnel as well? No, it was under, it was under a, a road bridge, I think. Oh, was um, it? But the... Yeah. Um, good news, though, coming out of the junior formulas today. Uh, Formula 3, yes. uh, ART have given Juan Manuel Correa a drive for 2021. This is exciting. That is incredible news. I mean, the, the you know, what he's done to come back with the injuries that he had. I think he's had something like 17 operations or something wild like that just on the one leg. Mm, I mean, at one point, he, was at, it... at one point it, was, it looked like he was going to lose one, if not both legs. And he was very, mm. very ill and in then hospital. And he walked to Belgium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Belgium for the uh, Antoine Hubert um, memorial just before uh, the race start. He walked from the pit lane unassisted uh, to the grid. Um, yeah, okay, he did have to have sticks for most of it, but he was, he was quite determined. No, I'm going to walk there and I'm going to stand there and I'm going to walk back. 
Um, yeah, the the cojones on the man. You know what? That's it's ridiculous. Um, that that's balls. That's could balls be, of steel. Could be almost a, another Herbert story if you can get him to Formula One. He's still young. There's still time. Mm-hmm. F3 as well this year. A lot of the ones that were at the sharp end of the grid last year have gone up into F2. So there is like someone in the right car with a bit more experience than some of the other ones kicking around. There's a title there for someone. And ART haven't been too shabby in F3 mm-hmm. over recent years. But I have also read that the, after a two-year absence... I think this is on Autosport. After two year absence, Roberto Mary can make a return to oh, F2. Oh, oh my God. Give it God. up, Roberto. He, he's one of those. I mean, you've got to admire his persistence. It's a feeder series. He got fed, it didn't work out. <laughs> Go somewhere else, mate. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. persistence and keeping yeah. on coming back to F2 and trying to complete a bloody lap. He's getting overtaken by Max Chilton. Shh. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so, what what do we think Hass's chances of actually achieving anything this year are? Because with no major changes to the car and two rookies in the team... Um... It's gonna it's gonna be a struggle for him. It depends how much of a impact Ferrari's new engine is. Because that that's the other thing to think about. All is the that... Ferrari powered cars last year mm. were all hampered by Ferrari being crap. So... There is that, and there is also the the, the prospect of William Story returning to Formula One, according oh, to William Story. Oh. <laughs> so it's yeah, but no one quite knows how, do they? He said, I'm, I'm in talks, but no one knows with and who which, or in what capacity. And whichever team, yeah, whichever team takes on his sponsorship can expect to finish last. <laughs> and get fired midway through the season. Oh. Maybe, that, maybe that's why Williams have taken Jensen on. You go keep you go, you go keep him out of the way of the team. You know, literally, literally take one for us. Um, right then, okay. So a Ferrari engine in a slightly better car, um, Alfa Romeo. Now they've renewed their deal. Well, Sauber have renewed the deal with Alfa Romeo till the end of 2022, and also renewed their engine deal with Ferrari till the end of 2024, ruining our prediction that they were going to go with Renault. Yeah, um, I don't think as long as that team was called Alfa Romeo, I can't see them ever uh, being Alfa Romeo, Renault. Um, I mean, the, yeah, fair enough. Their road cars built by their engines in from various other places, but when you've got somebody in the sport who's as closely tied to Ferrari as Alfa Romeo, um, it's difficult to see exactly how they would be able to move away from that, that engine supply. They, they are almost definitely always going to be a Ferrari team as long as they're called Alfa Romeo. Yeah, I can't I can't see it being otherwise because why, why would Ferrari want to have um, their one of their brand names on a car and then give a free advert to another manufacturer straight after it? Yeah, absolutely. It's um, It doesn't make sense to me. And also... I wouldn't be surprised if Haas broke away from the Ferrari stable. I think they've, t- uh, excuse the pun, I think they've taken all the, um, that they could 
you know, get from Ferrari. It gave them half a car for a year where they scored some decent points. But now that Ferrari appear to be, um, you know, Alfa Romeo is their is their second team. It's not Haas. Well, and Haas might have been. Well, when they they announced that Mick Schumacher was driving for him, uh, a lot of it on both sides was, you know, this is strengthening the ties between the two teams, with Mick being on the Ferrari Junior programme, and, you know, Haas at uh, Ferrari are committed to doing what they can for Haas. Although what what they've done for him isn't a great deal. No, no, not really. Um, it's a strange one, really. Um, I don't think. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see see Haas jump ship um, from Ferrari to another engine supplier in you know in a couple of years. But I think the only reason Mick Schumacher's in a, in in a Haas is because he won the F two title and he couldn't go. He couldn't do another year in F2, and Ferrari absolutely had to put him in a Formula 1 car because you can't have a Schumacher as an F2 champion and not put him in a Formula 1 seat the following season. Um, he Hoping well, someone's pouring a drink. I really <laughs> hope that's the box of wine that you're opening, Lee. That was loud, wasn't it? <laughs> I thought maybe you discorded on your phone and taken us to the toilet or something. I was very confused. <laughs> no, no. no I, thought having such, I thought having such a lovely chin work, I, I went, had a wee, I got myself some cheese and a glass. <laughs> what cheese are you on? That's the important part. Just mature cheddar and some jalapenos. Classic. Not too, not too bad. I've still, got, I've still got the Christmas Stilton in the fridge. Nasty. That'll be nice and ripe. Oh, is it... I was going to say, is it still in... It's still, it still sealed. Used by date. It, yeah, it's still in date and it's still sealed. I may have cheese at the weekend. I opened a Stilton and then forgot about it. That was a bad idea. Oh, how, can, how, can, how can you forget about it every time you open yeah. the fridge? No, it was in a sealed <laughs> container purely because of that reason. Because, uh, it, Izzy can't stand the smell of strong cheese and I love cheese because I don't understand why if you... If you like cheese, then surely having something that's cheesier than cheese is better. So, so you know, a strong cheese is is better than a weak cheese. <laughs> I, like I, the... I I can't do cheese with mold in it. I'm the same. I like a strong cheese, but a blue cheese just it doesn't taste good. I'm not grossed out by yes, the mold concept. Is, is it just tastes badly. And according to you, it smells too bad because every time every time we have still, I've got to cut stink, it myself. To be fair, yeah, I ain't touching it. <laughs> I don't want it tainting. I like, like cheese so much that I actually got gifted a, uh, a cheese board and knife set. Cheese um, knives are Christmas. cool. They're, they're little and pointy. I like a good cheese knife. There was a supermarket chain in the UK yeah. a couple of years ago did a cheese advent calendar and I was gutted that it wasn't one that's over here. <laughs> a different Aww. a different cheese for every day of December. But you have to keep that in the fridge, surely. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, oh, I know what the 24th is. I can smell it. (laughs) 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 Uh, Right, after after veering off into the world of cheese, we'll talk talk about the the Red Bull teams in general. Because we haven't haven't really done done Alpha Tori yet. No, well, we knew that Sonoda was going to be in this season. Mm-hmm. 
he's done a test, hasn't he? In a in a two thousand and two thousand sixteen, which I think is is, is quite old. Mm. Um, yeah, because they can test it up to two thousand and eighteen cars now, can't yeah, they? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he did a test in like a twenty sixteen Toro Rosso, reliveried as an Alpha Tauri. Um, but uh, that, I think that that's about it. We haven't really seen much from 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 that team. Um, we know that uh, Gasly's got the COVID and hope he gets better soon. Um, however, Gasly and also with Lando Norris, did they travel unnecessarily during the break when maybe they didn't have to? I mean, Lan- what was it? Lando was at a fitness camp somewhere in the UAE when he was got it. Leclerc, Leclerc was not there also as in well. the UAE. Gasly, I don't know. That I don't know what camp. Gasly's schedule has been. Yes. Maybe it's the same fitness yeah, camp. Yeah, we don't want to cast dispersions. Maybe it was no, a, it, it, it I was, do believe it's PR speak for on holiday. Yeah, maybe it was the same <laughs> fitness camp that Celtic went to and they came back with the manager and... And Andy Murray. Nine of the first team with COVID. Celtic came back with Andy Murray. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought he was an Arsenal fan. Right, so pretty much the last thing... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pierre Gasly's last post on Instagram was him running. I think we just killed Chris. <laughs> Celtic went to Dubai for a training camp and they came back out with a new signing. The most dour Scotsman you've ever heard. <laughs> First game comes around, they're looking at it going, you're rubbish. Yes. Andy Murray, professional footballer, what happened? Well, you know, I was just out in the pitch doing what I had to do and uh, the ball came towards me. I wasn't very good because I'm not a footballer. (laughs) In all seriously, no shit, Gasly has been at a fitness camp in Dubai. (laughs) Very. Oh, Christ. Although he also, for some reason, appears to have gone skateboarding skateboarding through a sand dune, which does not look like a fitness exercise. It just looks like pricking around in the desert. Being paid money by Red Bull to do something that's going to hurt. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that about? He's he's only the B team. He came on with Tim Henman. (laughs) (laughs) Tiger Tim. Was that the worst nickname for a person ever, wasn't it? There was nothing tigery or ferocious about Tim Henman and his lightly clenched fist. I know a, I know a Tyler no. called Tony the Tyler. <laughs> Is he any good? Um, no. No. It, it, <laughs> he manages a pub now. You were meant to say about how great he is. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. It was in the air. It was a big glowing ball, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, perfect setup and uh, knockback. Uh, right. What... Good job. I don't think I'm some sort of comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Neither does anyone else. <laughs> um, I think we've covered everything outside of Mercedes now, haven't we? Yeah, we're up to um, Lewis's uh, contract, non-contract, etc., etc. So at the, at the um, moment, apparently, at the moment, Bottas is the number one driver in the fastest team, and yet somehow isn't favourite to win the world title. <laughs> well, Bottas, isn't that amazing. <laughs> right, because I do find, and 
Again, I'm not Lewis Hamilton bashing. I can't be bothered doing that. I just want something interesting. He's just pulling and his I think cord. George, George Russell going to Mercedes, I find interesting. I think it'll make for an interesting year. Um, but like the, I, one of the things I do find now is that Lewis Hamilton's like a bit like Ferrari. He's got it's kind of a cult now. Like his hardcore fans. It's kind of a cult. Like you can't, you can't. If if you don't go with the cult as far as the Hamilton line goes, you are mauled by these people. But um, I I can understand. Like I, he's asking for more money, where people are getting laid off. You know, it's I can understand the position they're in. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, they they are still trying to talk out. The the thing that confuses me, I think I said this in our chat thread, was that like whether or not you believe all of these things that are being put out, like Hamilton's demanding this and Mercedes are saying that, it, that's all conjecture. And whether or not you believe it is totally up to you. The worrying thing, not not worrying as such, but like the the the, the, the unstabilizing thing for Mercedes is that somebody somewhere either in Mercedes or in Hamilton's camp is putting that out there for the media to print. Mm. I mean, don't forget it's not um, Hamilton's camp. It's Hamilton. It's because... not strengthening. Yeah, but it's not, it's not strengthening anyone's position at all whatsoever. I think, no, I think Mercedes are fine. I think that, that I think that's the issue here. Um, I know that, that, that again, these are the things that you get shouted out for Hamilton fans. George Russell destroyed Hamilton's plans this year as far as contract negotiations went. In one race, he destroyed the plans because it proved two things, one of two things. Either uh, you can take any decent driver, put them in that car, and they're going to win a world championship in the Mercedes, which instantly Mm -hmm. means you don't need Lewis Hamilton to do the job. Or George Russell the guy that's it, that's Mercedes junior driver at the Williams happens to be one of the best drivers on the grid and is super special. Both of which fuck Hamilton's negotiations. Yeah, I, mean, I, can, I can see where you're coming from with that because the, the, ideal, the ideal result for Lewis Hamilton in the race that he didn't do was a respectable race for Russell. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. sort of... Midpoints. Midpoints, maybe pushing for a podium with Bottas winning it. Or, or even if he got a podium, split with the Red Bulls, you know, like Max mm-hmm. Max gets ahead of George Russell. So Lewis can turn around and say, oh, hit the ideal thing for Lewis would have been that Max Verstappen wins the race. And Lewis could have been like, well, I'd have won that race. But uh, without me and the Mercedes, Red Bull can beat us. Yeah, it sort of shows that even Bottas is not a viable option. Yeah. Um, but I, what I find amazing is when you go into the deepest, darkest corners of the comment sections on posts and articles. Will you stop it, reading ESPN, please? <laughs> no, but this is all of them, though. All of them. Like, the Lewis Hamilton fans out there, as I mean, like I don't just mean like the like the decent, honest Formula One fans that just like Lewis Hamilton. I mean like the, the Lewis Hamilton fanboys. fanboys, yeah. Yeah. Are trying to pretend... And fangirls. Yeah, yeah, but they're trying to pretend that this is perfectly normal. That this is perfectly normal to be what under two months away from the beginning of the season, 
and for the top, one of the top cars to still be driverless and that to be the world champion. When is testing? I mean, like a couple a, of weeks. It's pretty the, the imminent. Testing to the end of this month. Crazy. But the uh, the main thing... March 12th, March 12th to 14th. Oh, is it that late? My apologies. Yeah, because it's going to be... It's the 26th of Feb. Yeah, it was when it was going to be Australia, but now the first oh, race is going to be Bahrain. Yes. They've moved the testing to Fair Bahrain. Enough. Oh, right, okay. Fine. But the, um, what was I going to say then? Lost my train of thought. Uh, yeah, no, uh, Toto Wolf tested positive for COVID uh, after Christmas. Um, so, he, yeah, so he wasn't able to um, get to a, get to, you know, actual meetings. He admitted that him and Lewis Hamilton have had Zoom, um, Zoom meetings um, where they've sworn at each other a little bit. So it's clearly gotten quite heated. Um, it's just I, the, the longer it goes on, the more it plays into everybody else's hands who aren't Mercedes. This is where I'm going to show my working out about why a Mercedes driver isn't going to win a world championship next year. Uh, this year, sorry, this year. If let's say Lewis gets replaced first and George Russell does go into the team, it's a big ask for George Russell to go into the team and win a world championship in his first year in a new team, regardless if it's Mercedes or not. I do think he'll have the measure of Bottas or be on pace with Bottas, which will destabilise the team. Enter Max Verstappen, Fernando Alonso or um, Sebastian Vettel. Or Daniel Ricciardo. I was going to say, you're not yeah. including Ricciardo in that. No, I, do, I, do, I just don't think McLaren are going to be there. That that year, and I, I you know, it's, I just, I don't, I just can't see it. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm picking Alonso not just because I love him, but um, just because of the way Renault finished the season off last year. Uh, also, the also the building the building that Alpine seemed to be doing in the team. There seems to be like real investment and you know, and a real push forward for that for that team next year. But um, yeah, but on the other hand, and this is this is even if Lewis stays at Mercedes, um, it's going to be a fractured relationship like it was with Daniel Ricciardo and Renault. We know Lewis Hamilton; he doesn't work well. He doesn't work well when he's not comfortable and he's not happy. And I, I think that's he, if you, you're going to get even if he stays at Mercedes, I think you're going to get a destabilized Lewis like you had when Rosberg was in the team. Only this time it won't be another driver that's destabilising Lewis. Remember our, ca- him. Remember our catchphrase when we first started? If, if Honda are powered by dreams and Mercedes powered by dramas. Yes. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. But that, And that's why I think next year's a massive opportunity for a team that isn't Mercedes. I mean, you would have to think of Sebastian... Uh, not Vettel. Uh, you'd have to think of Max Verstappen being in the key seat to... Like profit from this, but I, I, I do think Vettel is at thirty-three to one. Vettel is worth five pounds. And uh, I thought you were going to go for a different catchphrase then, Paul. But the only person who can beat Lewis Hamilton is Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Um. You know, he he would have to basically just destroy his, you know, his own chances of becoming an eight-time champion by. 
not not I'm not saying he's being greedy. I'm not saying that that you know we we know very little or next to nothing about how the negotiations are going. But I mean, end of the day, if you're not signing that car, you're not winning shit. <laughs> True. Yeah. In that case, if we're doing, um, if we're doing the greatest hits, uh, we're just happy that oh yeah, we never never really mentioned the fact that Kimi Raikkonen's replaced Kimi Raikkonen because he's always the best replacement for him. <laughs> <laughs> um. The other thing for... Uh, oh, and Giovinazzi also is taking part this season there. Contractual obligation. We've got him out of the way. The other thing I'm interested about Lewis Hamilton's contract is, and the rumours that have gone around it, is that one of the rumours are that he didn't want George Russell in the team for for the rest of the time he was in. And I think that more than money could be a stumbling block because if you don't... They would, have to, they would essentially have to sacrifice George Russell... For, for a driver which is probably going to retire in what in two to three years to do that that's the thing we're not not entirely sure how um how accurate that is the on the only um the place that i've seen that attributed to is um somewhere not 100 percent reliable <coughs> planet f1 well hamilton has oh, always no, no. insisted I, I, previous the the race we're talking about it as well well, Hamilton has always insisted, and Hamilton's words, not necessarily anyone else's, that he has never had any kind of number one driver clause or teammate clause or any of that stuff in his contract. Not needed it, has he? Well, no. I think that's the difference. <laughs> um, yeah, I like... I, the, if anyone knows where it's like to be the special guy of the team boss coming into into a major team and to take on the established world champion. It's Lewis Hamilton that understands that. You know, it's and let's face it, the Lewis Hamilton is an employee of Mercedes and he's been you know, it's not like um Toto Wolf brought him in to Formula One. Whereas George Russell is very much in the uh, um Toto's Lewis as Dennis had Lewis. Yeah, because I mean, Ron, Ron Dennis described Lewis as, um, you know, the best the best we've brought through since Hakkinen. Because yeah, well, Hak- I mean, Hakkinen was not, always a Ron, a Ron, you know, Ron Dennis's favourite driver. Yeah, well, let's the the other thing to think is, like, I mean, you had uh, look how good Toto Wolf and um, has stuck with Valtteri Bottas, who he was also instrumental in, you know, in the early days of his career. You know, it obviously means a lot to Toto bringing people into the sport and the fact that he tried to do the same with Ocon and essentially sacrificed Ocon for George Russell. I think it shows what he feels about George Russell. Mm. I mean, these, these these next six weeks as it is now, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out and it's it's going to be almost daily tweets. It has to be done in two weeks. In Within two weeks, it has to be sorted out, surely. I mean, what what's going on? Is, is Lewis being measured for the car? You know, what's has the uh, is he is he doing like any simulator work at the minute? He's not an employee of Mercedes. He's he's under no obligation to do it. Apparently, he doesn't do simulator work during the season anyway. Stoffel's been doing lots of simulator work. He's been posting a lot about that. Yeah, they've got uh, they've got Stoffel and Duresta for that. I forget mm, about Duresta. I don't know. It's strange. I like I um. You see, the thing that becomes a time in a job where, regardless of how good you are, your cons can outweigh your positives. 
And, you know, it's it, I don't understand how people can't forget what's happened in the past. Williams is a prime example of this. It's the Formula World Champions being dropped from teams is not a new thing. True. I mean, Williams have got previous in it. Ferrari, Raikkonen. Yeah. Yeah, paid him a fortune not to drive because they'd got Alonso. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That went well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wasn't saying it was a good example. <laughs> no, it's it's gonna it's gonna be the soap opera of the off season, which probably means it'll merit about thirty seconds on twenty twenty two's drive to survive. <laughs> There is always the option that it's been done for weeks and Mercedes are just loving the drama. No, remember the thing with Toto as well, is that when he took on, um, he brought Ineos in, didn't he? It was part of his staying on deal. That was, that was like part of um, part of Toto staying on for three years, was bringing Ineos in as, as, as 33% share, uh, stakeholders in, mm-hmm. in the race team. Um, so... <sighs> Toto might be only signing on for like another three years, but what he's doing is he's building his like uh, legacy, like like a legacy or like a dynasty sort of thing. So if he he can step away in three years' time, and it's all Toto's work, everybody goes well. Toto built this. Toto started this. Um, It's it should be comfortable for Lewis Hamilton to sign, but it may. Well, not be it, it. It might just be one of those things where they just can't. They, they just can't, can't hash out. I, yeah, I think they will. I still think they will. Um, but I don't think Lewis is going to be given uh, the three years that Toto's been given, and I think that's kind of what Lewis is asking for. Lewis and Toto don't go hand in hand. Um, I, I wonder as well whether there's just a, ch- a chance of a sabbatical. Yeah, yeah, and. I mean, let's face it, right, if if he doesn't sign for Mercedes, then, I mean, every driver's on notice all of a sudden. You know, it's, it's for 2022. I don't care who you are, what contract you've got and what team you're in, but especially if you happen to be in a red car. No, nah, I, think, I think the Haas drivers would be pretty safe. <laughs> yeah, Haas and Williams might be all right, actually. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I could see a Ferrari driver getting axed for Lewis Hamilton to come in. We know when Perez was looking for a seat a couple of months back, he said, well, I've already got options for 2022. So we know there are a lot of people who can't be nailed on for 2022. Yeah. So, Well, we know we know that Ocon's out of a, out of a contract then at um, yeah. Alpine, as will be. Mm-hmm. Um, Bottas is the, uh, is the king of the one-year contract. I think he's actually wallpapered his house with them. He's had enough of them now. I'd be surprised hmm. if Hamilton doesn't re-sign for Mercedes and then replaces Bottas. <laughs> and again, anything could happen. I mean, after you know, after twelve months, that that Alonso kid might get found out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Latifi's only as good as his next check. His checks are fairly solid, I believe. Pretty much. Mm. <laughs> he doesn't even have to put like the guarantee thing on the back of the beach. <laughs> it's, like, it's fine. It's fine. You know, we, the, we, the thing we, is, Latifi's not a bad driver. You know, Latifi's an all right driver. It's just that the car's um, an absolute lump that, of crap. 
Yeah, and George Russell is that good. Yeah, um, you know, Latifi got three eleventh-placed finishes in in twenty twenty in his rookie season. He nearly scored points on three occasions in the Williams. Not in not George Russell had to go to Merck score points. Um, I'm going to upset people, so, so it's yeah, fine. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah, it's what you do. Uh, but I think George Russell is better than Lewis Hamilton at the same stage. I know Lewis had a world championship, but he had a car to win. I think he's, I think he's hungrier. I th- yeah, I, but, I th- but I mean, at the same point in his career, uh, you know, because Lewis ha- Hamilton was very crashy. He used to burn his tyres out all the time, if you remember. You know, it, it, it looked at one point whether that was going to be like his Achilles heel. I still think being Jensen Button's teammate helped him how to learn how to keep his tyres together because now he's a master of it, isn't he? No. Yeah, now he's one of the best. Uh, I think George Russell is a better all-round racing driver in his... What would This This is going to be his third year, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think he's better. This Like last year, I think he's a better Formula 1 driver than Lewis was when he won a world championship. Well, I think I think one of the, one of the things with Lewis is um, he is that talented that all he had to do was take part in a series and... He knew, and he'd got he'd got the numbers to back it up, and the results to back it up. That mm-hmm. he was the person there with the best chance of winning it, all things being yeah. equal. Um, even even when he won F one, yeah, all right, it took until the last corner of the last lap of the last race of the season to confirm and it. Timo, and Timo blocked through the towel. <laughs> yeah, and Toyota, Toyota not realizing it was raining. <laughs> but very much having a car built by McLaren the following year. Yeah. <laughs> also, circling back to our earlier conversation about cars that would have been world champions with someone else at the wheel, the 2008 Ferrari. Massa was shocking <laughs> yes. at the start of 2008. Yes, he was, wasn't when he? When traction control rules turned oh, and changed God, when, and he kept pirouetting everywhere. When he forgot how to take corners. Yes. But... Right up, right up to that point. I mean, Hamilton was that close to winning the title in his debut season. And right up to that point, it was just, I get in a car, I know I'm going to win, I am that good. And I can't remember where I was going with this. Oh, yeah, that's it. George, George Russell is different. George Russell's different because he hasn't... Come into F1 in a top team. Yeah, he came, he came in as F2 champion. But he's actually got that little bit of extra fight in him where it's, well, I don't know if I've got the machinery to win, but I'm going to give it a damn good go. And, you know, it's there's a, there's a little bit of, at the same age, there's a little bit of extra spark there in George. And I do see where you're coming from with this, Lee. Yeah, there's a bit of maturity, isn't there, in, in, in George that you don't get in, you didn't get with Lewis, I think. Um, yeah, because he, he was that sure of himself that I am that good. And yeah, right, he was. He def- You know, he was, he definitely backed it up. But with George, I think it's a case of, right, I'm going to be better than I was, even though I, even though I won last time out, I'm going to win by a bigger margin. I think there's another thing as well. Like, I think George is very much cut from the same cloth as Michael Schumacher in the way he approaches things. No, he, he doesn't. He doesn't. Be... He doesn't cheat. 
yet. <laughs> or ski, thankfully. But um, the the thing is, I think he's um, I think he's a better team player than Lewis might be, and I think I think you're going to have. You, 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 we talk about the balance that um, Lewis has had to find, you know, between personal life and on on track to get everything in motion. Whereas you didn't really have that with Michael Schumacher. Him to keep him on a level peg, he just had to do well on track, and that's what that's what made him happy, and that's what made him complete, and it's what made him such like a machine. I'm not I'm not saying Lewis isn't a winning machine. It's just different ways to go about it i would think as a team owner that a michael schumacher was less work than lewis hamilton yeah do you want do you want the, do you want the last guy out of the garage or do you want the guy who wins stuff and then has to disappear off to launch his new fashion collection yeah So it's interesting. I mean, it's, the thing the thing is, it's it's crazy speaking about this about Lewis Hamilton because there should never be a situation where someone is that's that talented is struggling for negotiations. I was amazed by the by the money uh, that, that they were talking about for highest paid Formula One drivers because there was something like forty million. But that's what he's on at the year. moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, sorry, that's what he's on at the moment. That's what he was on last right. season. But you know who, to, to put this in perspective, yeah, uh, if he stays on the same amount that he was on last year, which is £40 million, which we don't think he will because we think he wants a pay rise. Well, uh, it's not that. It's when Mercedes need to make cuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's but he wants... Um, oh, sorry, it's rumoured he wants uh, a cut from Mercedes, the organisation as well, isn't it? That's one of the... And the TV money as yeah. well. Um, so... But let's go, like, scrap all that for a second. Let's just keep him at the forty million. That's what he's getting as a as a basic wage for the, for for next year. Do you know who the second highest paid driver would be next year? This year, Fernando Alonso on fifteen million. Really? Yes. <laughs> that is a wage gap. Fourteen million is Max Verstappen underneath that, and then I can't remember the rest. I mean, forty million a year—that's that's like basketball money. It's less yeah, than Raikkonen was on when he signed for Ferrari. No, forty, four zero. Yeah, yeah. Raikkonen was something like a three-year, hundred and fifty. It was ridiculous. It's still one of the biggest sports contracts of all time. Oh, really? It was a scene. That's why they paid him to go away. Right. <laughs> Something's hissing. Don't know if it's me. It stopped. Um, Jesus. Uh, right, so we've got car launches coming up. And the first one that's confirmed is on a Monday. Outrageous. It's McLaren on the 15th. However, yep. it's going to be on a Monday where we can't talk about it on the podcast. Because it's going to be... online. And it's going to be going on while we're recording oh. the show. We can't. We, we can, can live watch react. The McLaren, um, launch live and pod it at the same time. So we're gonna, we'll we'll have to we'll have to do it that way. You can listen to Three Legs Four Wheels react to the new McLaren. Yeah, that was a YouTube 
style of video a while back. Yeah, that's true. It yeah. Was, yeah. So what we'll we have... need to uh, what we need to have the cover photo for this podcast there is Lee looking utterly shocked at something <laughs> that looks vaguely papaya, <laughs> <laughs> or just a papaya. Yeah, I was going to yes. say, Lee, you've got Lee, you've got um, you've got two weeks to nip to the exotic greengrocers, buy a papaya, and be shocked by it. I think they do papaya in the not so exotic supermarket down the road. Oh right, I don't like... think it's that specialist uh, fruit. No, ju- just thinking with Lee in his status of resident hipster. How's the beard this week? It's like rough and cavemanny, with a bit of like pirate chic. In that pirate in that chic. case, he's got a regular subscription for papayas then. Uh, so, I, there's, there's going to be a fair few, isn't there? A fair few beers out this yeah, weekend. I mean, to be fair, I don't. I, I if I've if I've got any type of beer at all, it's not a hipster beard because I don't maintain it. I I have a man's beard. <laughs> so, um, according to first website I found, by the way, um, Raikkonen was paid 153 million. Pornhub. It was not Pornhub, funnily <laughs> enough. He was not paid 153 million pounds by Pornhub. Um, from 2007 until 2009, 153 million. Jesus. T- talking, talking of that, the um, the website that you use on iRacing, if you want... Um... The Finnish man fucks Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you get the Rosbergian national anthem? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, the uh, the website that you use if you're on iRacing, if you want to put a different livery on your car, is banned all Pornhub liveries. Because I think they were sick of them. <laughs> People will find a way around this. Oh, guaranteed. The internet is always one step ahead of internet bans. Yeah, there's a lot of cars going around tracks decorated in horn pub ones at the minute. No, there'll be like OnlyFans liveries <laughs> next. <laughs> um, I think that's about it for everything that we've missed over the last six weeks. Would you say? I think so. I think so. Yeah. If there's anything else, I can't remember it. I mean, there was there was the whole calendar changes, well, nice but we sort of touched on that. Yeah. Um, but we are now up to date. So, you know that Total Shunt special that we didn't do over Christmas because we were just all too... Shunted out. Shunted, burnt out, and Christmassy. Full of cheese. Mainly, yes, <laughs> except, except for me and Stilton. That, that, that'll be gone by this time we, next week. We still talk about porn up. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we do the Shunt special next week? Why not? Um, we'll, we'll, all, we'll all do some shunts. So you can get shunts in by? Uh, you can tweet me in a private message at a total shunt uh, on Instagram or Twitter. Because don't tweet me on Instagram. Send me a private message on Instagram. <laughs> you can't tweet me if it's Instagram. But um, if you want them done, do it. And if you want your... Uh, if you've already sent one in, then like message me again and bump up the list because obviously we haven't done this for ages. So I've got loads of Twitter messages that are nothing to do with Formula One, and your total shunt is going to be so far down the list, like I'll never find it with that shovel. And uh, send them into threelegsfourwheels at gmail dot com as well, because um, we're not gonna, we're not going to put all the pressure on Lee asking the questions next next week. I'll do some. Sean, I believe you're in the process of writing I can, one I can as well. Only mispronounce so many names in one night. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's get that sentence right. You mispronounce so many names in one night. <laughs> I messaged someone someone tonight and she replied to me saying, I've had a mini stroke reading your last message. (laughs) (laughs) 
you pull her card as well. <laughs> Sean, you were gonna you were gonna well, try and gonna get what you're gonna yeah, try and I finish your shots. I half wrote one in my head a while back, so I might I might put some vague effort into finishing that. Yeah, Chris, do you fancy uh, shunting too? I can I can either write one or people can send me a direct message on uh, on Twitter at flood twenty one. And if you want to get hold of the rest of us, um, obviously three legs four wheels at gmail dot com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at three legs four wheels, and individually on Twitter we are at Sean Cowper. Um, you got Lee's, got Chris's. I'm at Pablo One Hundred. Um, just want to give a shout out to one of our longest serving listeners who's actually started doing his own podcast, and it's not about motor racing, and it's not about Formula One. surprisingly Um, Alexis Ferraris he has been doing a podcast for a while called Read Between the Lines I've just realised his name makes your uh, home assistant buy you an expensive car (laughs) (laughs) it is the kind of name it is the kind of name that should be doing a motorsport podcast I mean I know we've just said he's not doing a motorsport podcast but (laughs) Um, his podcast Read Between... Oh, should be featured in Pornhub videos. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is where he wanted this plug to go. I really don't, but he's been asking, he's been asking for it for a while and we haven't recorded, uh, we haven't recorded a which, show where we, could, uh, where we could put this out in about six weeks. <laughs> which plug would that be, Sean? I'm leaving all. I'm leaving all this in. Hi, I'm leaving all this in. His show is called Between the Lines. It's about um, it's about communication <laughs> and business. His show is called Between the Lines, which incidentally you have to do to try and work out what's going on now. <laughs> and it's in all the usual places: Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify. Um, so if um, business and communication podcasts are your thing, and I know there's quite um, there's quite a few out there. That some of, some of them are pretty decent, and I'm including that one in that list. Give give it a listen, and uh, you'll be helping out a fellow three legs four wheels listener. That was the hardest one of those I've ever had to do, <laughs> and that comes straight from Pornhub as well. <laughs> Is it time to go now? Probably yes. for the best. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. We will be back next week. Um, if there's any news, we'll uh, we'll throw that in. We'll do a live reaction along to the McLaren launch when we all say, "Gosh, it's papaya," and um, we'll do the shunt special as well. Um, don't forget to sign up for Patreon if you want more guff like this, but non-Formula One based. Patreon.com/slash Three Legs Four Wheels. Sign up from as little as one dollar a month. I think I've got. I think I've done all the admin now. I've yes. oh, get fuck. There's a cat. There's a cat on the laptop. Oh fuck. <laughs> on the recording laptop, Dizzy. Are you shitting oh, me? That's amazing. That's fucking amazing. Uh. She's a prick. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's still recording. It's still working. Oh thank God. Thank Could God you imagine still... if she'd have like stood on the power button just, as is one of her favourite? Yeah, just wipe the whole show. Right, I'm 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 gonna go have a weak milky tea after that shock. Um we'll see you next week. <laughs> bye bye. bye. bye.